This is Camp Hacker. Come find our show notes and our blog for camp directors and leaders at camphacker.tv. Good day and welcome to our podcast. This is Camp Hacker episode 103, recorded live on the 16th of November, 2017. On today's show, encouraging the next generation of camp pros. If you would like easy, automatic, free updates of our podcast, you can subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or most other places you get your favorite podcasts. This week's Camp Hacker podcast is sponsored in part by camp pros like you who support the show on Patreon. If you've got even one good idea from the Camp Hacker podcast, you can show your support for the show for as little as $1 per episode. That's right, even $1 a month plays a big part in the production of every Camp Hacker podcast and helps us reach camp pros all around the world. For chipping in, you'll get some great rewards too, just like a Kickstarter campaign. Please go to patreon.com forward slash camp hacker. And we want to give a special shout out to these specific people who've helped cover the cost of producing this Camp Hacker episode. Marie, Megan, Allison, Andy, Teresa, Lisa, Keith, Ange, Jack, and Mark. Thanks so much. You folks are awesome. We hope you enjoy the Camp Hacker Show. Hello and welcome to the Camp Hacker Podcast. My name is Travis Allison. I run the Camp Hacker Network and Go Camp Pro, and I am pleased to be presenting this live recording of Camp Hacker. My name is Dan Weir. I'm the Director of Camping Services at Frost Valley YMCA. Frost Valley is a year-round Camp Conference Education Facility in Catskill Mountains in New York, and this was my 21st summer working there. And my name is Joe Richards. I'm the Executive Director of Pierce Williams Christian Center, which is a United Church of Canada summer camp and retreat facility located about halfway between Detroit and Toronto. And my name is Matt Hansberger, and I'm the Camp Director at Pierce Williams Christian Center, and like Joe said, halfway Detroit and Toronto. <laughs> and we're pleased to have Matt on this side of the camera, on the side of the mic. Uh, as many of you know, Matt is our editor and producer, and uh, I didn't know that. Good to really? Have, good to have you here. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. What I love about this recording, Travis, is there's no like delayed. Yes. There will not be lots <laughs> of like that. Too. Editing is going to be really easy on yeah, this. Yes. One. That's right. Sweet. So our topic for today is encouraging the next generation of camp pros, uh, and Matt, I wonder if you would get us started with some of your thinking. You proposed this topic. Yeah, well, I was just thinking that I have been really fortunate in my life to be a product of a lot of people investing time into me, uh, not only with the Camp Hacker podcast, but my camp directors in the past have given me a lot of ability to think and grow independently at camp and put forward some of my ideas and just run with them. So I've always really appreciated that, and I think that's what grew me into realizing that I could take on camp as a full-time profession, um, especially for... Our American listeners, you know, that's that's a pretty easy thing is to find a, yeah. it's an easier thing to find a full-time job in camping. But in Canada, I was super thrilled when I found that I could find a niche in camping. And instead of becoming a teacher, I could just jump into camping, something that I was truly passionate about. Right. Okay. Yeah, um, I still remember the conversations I had with Holby Brown when I was 16, uh, with Scott Arzella when I was 21. Um, with uh, Jeff Daly when I was 24 and with my current boss I talk to frequently about about thinking of this as a career as a lifestyle as something that you can get into and I think one was they, they would put it out there and times they would talk with people right like so they would open that avenue of telling their story which is a very easy thing to do camp directors love to talk right we're telling our story and then the other is pivoting into that could be you so like yeah. I think that is 
I mean, that's without even mentoring, just, just the, the fact of stating that this is a career and this is viable and uh, it's important, you know? Well, and as someone who, who grew up before the internet, <laughs> really, and, and hit your stride first, so when I went away to university, the internet's not a thing, and I try to convince my farmer dad that I want to work at camp the rest yeah. of my life. And, and his response is like, is that even possible? And you don't even know the, you're like, well, I'm sure, I'm sure it is, yeah. but I have no, I don't know how, right? Like I don't know, cause right, like our local phone book doesn't have any summer camp numbers in it. It's, yeah. it's just a, a thing. And so um, it's a lot easier now to figure it out mm -hmm. and to know that there's those things in place. And I know that the University of Florida like has a camp director's course that you can take. That's what Jalisa from uh, Nuevo yeah, took. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but when I went away to university, my dad was not convinced that camping was a viable a real option. option. Yeah. yeah, and that's as that's like twenty, you know, twenty five years ago in ninety two, uh, because you had zero sort of reference point unless you knew a camp person who, who did this on a regular basis. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that. I mean, I think it's incredibly important that we take the time to spot people and to mention it. This is a theme that I'm building on this week because of a TED Talk that I'm preparing where my opening story is about me at 11 having my counselor say, you're going to be a great camp counselor one day. Yeah. And that's one thing that, um, I mean, there's no, the four of us would not be at this table had Ian McLean not in 1984, one afternoon after rest hour, said, Travis, come and talk to me for a second. Um, so it has long-term impact, I think, being thoughtful and noticing and saying those things. Um, and then there's, there's lots of things I think we can do during the summer. The conversations are incredibly important. Uh, showing people the resources, like what, what degree programs or the master's program um, that's available. Um, but I mean, even your degree in rock is quite relevant to what... Yeah, so I have a degree in outdoor recreation, parks, and tourism, and the reality is in my time at Pierce Williams, we've sent like five or six staff, not sent, they've chosen to go off and do outdoor recreation at Lakehead University in Thunder Bay, Ontario. Um, so I think from a staff perspective, you're, you're teaching them that, yes, this is something they can do. Uh, Travis, this summer you saw my early, how early I intervene in campers' lives to say, let's plan your future at camp. Yes, yes, yes. You did a video, I haven't seen it, but uh, yeah. it might go out at some point. Yeah. Um, and just, I'm reminded, so I have this little folded book, the zine, that the kids fill out, you know, when they can be a CIT, when they can be a counselor, what their camp name could be, how can, they can be an awesome counselor. Just the other night, I was sitting in, uh, I was sitting in a restaurant and I was writing notes to those kids. And so now I'll mail those books back to them. I kept oh, them awesome. yeah, yeah. and I'll mail so them great. back to them. So they'll yeah, get yeah. it over the next month. And for the kids I recognize at seven or eight, if I say, you're going to love being a camp counselor someday, yeah. that's, you know, and it's based on the story that you tell, right? Yeah. That if I tell that to them now, now some, I'm, I'm more careful about my wording. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You might make an awesome camp counselor. Right. You might not. <laughs> you might not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. So, I mean, none of us has a degree, in, none of us at this table, and Gab either have a degree in camping, but Matt, what do you think, um, if you're a degree in math and music, yeah. um, <laughs> what, um, what are the courses you would recommend people look for in school that, that you have found as you're getting started as a camp director have been helpful? It's funny because I might say no to that yeah. because so my my background is in music and math education and I always okay. wanted to go to teachers college yeah. and for me I kind of just hit the the turning point where I said okay 
I've been going to camp every single summer through university, but I want to become a teacher. That's what I want to, I want to teach. Um, but then I found this awesome program at Queens uh, in Kingston, Ontario. It's outdoor experiential education. So it was balancing my love for camp. So I finally didn't have to choose. Yeah. And the moment that I didn't have to choose is when I made the choice that I wanted to go into camping and I didn't want to, yeah. you know, fight to get into teaching and because camp just felt normal. And if I could bring all the education things that I knew into camp, then that was, that was the ticket, right? And, and anything you get into can be applicable to camp. Um, like at Pierce Williams, we tell staff to bring their passions to kids. That's why we have sessions yeah. based on kids' passions. Like if, if someone loves coding, let's make it happen with kids. So for me, you know, my education background plays a part in how we develop our wilderness program, mm -hmm. how we schedule yes. people, how we work, how we interact with school groups in the outdoors. And then my background in camp is what brought me to the camp professional life. Yeah. So I think, I think if you're passionate about camp and you care about the ability that camp has to make positive community, that's why I got into camping was because the classroom for me wasn't the best option for creating positive, sustainable communities. Yeah. Yeah. So no matter what I think I studied, I think I probably would have always found my way into camp. Yeah. But a big part of that, the whole reason why I wanted to talk about this was because people showed me right. that it was possible. Yeah. That, that I could bring my passions into camp and build community and be a part of this wonderful thing. Right. So, did you have um, did you have a specific leader or a specific counselor who said to you, you'd be a great camp counselor, you'd be good at leadership and camp directing? It's hard to remember way back into my camp, my my camper days, but I remember Chantel Jackson, who's been on the podcast, match. Was, was huge in my camp world from the time I was 10 years old and crying because I missed home. Yeah. Um, and she like pulled me aside and talked me on the bench and just got me to stay. Yeah. And then every Talk year- forever on the bench. I it, was a, it was a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I was very weepy. But, but she was, I kind of grew at camp with her. She was my first ever counselor yeah. and then she became the director at Cairn. Um, and her between her and Rebecca and you, you and Beth and Adam, those people just kind of kept giving me those little responsibilities and asking me if I would want to be a part of, you know, designing, even as a counselor, I, that door. Yeah, yeah, I designed evening programs, like wide games, and yep. they let me run, in my second year on staff, I ran a session just on a wicked book that I read about, like, conquering your fears, so I led, like, a TED Talk, and I, I like, put a dress shirt on, I felt yep. so, like, proud yeah. to do that yeah. moment, but they, they, like, pushed me in there, and they supported me through that, yeah. and told me how great it was, and gave me some feedback, so. And I think that's the key, is that what I love about United Church Camping, and that's where I grew up in, in Canada, is that they start us so young, mm. right? So we would start as CITs at 15, and you're a counselor at yeah. 16. And what in, in, in a talk I did last week, I was with some camping people in Texas, and, and the question they asked, one of the things we talked about was the idea of micromanaging and how do you get around that. Or, and this is, a, my thing is, choose the right people and then let them do their job. Yeah. But I'm not gonna tell you how to do your job. And, and I think giving them the ability to do it the way they want or the way they see is part of that mentoring of yeah. young staff. Yeah. You can point, there's a huge value in letting them fail. I often say this about CIT programs. It's hugely valuable to let CITs fail at leading an evening program. It's not gonna ruin some kid's summer, but the learning lessons that they can get from mm -hmm. the next day being like, what happened there, guy? You know, like, yeah, what happened? Yeah, fall apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, that failure, that's the, probably the best part about the camp environment is that you're able to recover the next day. You mm -hmm. know, you really are able to go. Well, on. and a ton of our school system right now is not designed around having kids fail at all. Right, right? no. So, no. Um, 
and this is the, my big worry and why we deal with anxiety at camp is this, in my mind is that we people are set up to be so successful always 98s always 99s always right yeah. and, and then when they do fail at something it's it's new to them yeah um and that's where I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way to have my daughter fail at something. So yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure what that'll be, but uh, I'll make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> my son does it all on his own. Well, Sarah, who we're going to see tonight at the Society Dinner, and that's why Dan's here is because he's speaking at this Toronto Society of Camp Directors. And Sarah, I had a discussion with her last April about one of her cousins who had a, gone to camp and was in a senior leadership position um, and Sarah had helped her get this job and prepare yeah. for it. And then um, Sarah's mom talked to Sarah and said, I think your cousin's going to back out in June, like right, right yeah. two weeks before camp started. And Sarah went and talked to her and realized that it was just, on paper, she understood the job and knew what she was doing and felt comfortable doing it. But getting up to it, she just was so scared of failing that she would rather quit before it started hmm. than actually fail at part of it. Yeah. So I, I think we're, I mean, one of the topics we're going to talk about in, in depth this season is talk about anxiety and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to belabor it too much, but I think we need to accept the fact that um, we can have a positive effect on people's anxiety by giving them chances to fail early yeah. and, and, you know, yeah. giving them safe places yeah. to do so. And, and open up your, about your own failures. Yes, right? Like course. I talk about all the time. Like, right. I, just because I've been working in this industry for a long time doesn't mean every program I run is great. Like, you know, I'm still learning as well, too, and yeah. crafting and tweaking and... And if I wasn't taking those chances, if I wasn't experimenting, I wouldn't want to work in this. Like I, that to me, that's important to, so we feel alive. as experimenting. Yeah. So I also love activities, and Iskis and I have talked briefly about this during outdoor red activities where there is no success, right? right? Like where they can succeed. Yeah, yeah. But there's no direct. What a lot of students in outdoor ed want, right? Coming from a classroom, they want to know well what is right and I'm yeah. like just no just do it just like yeah. sort the balls into bicycle into bicycle tires yeah that's it but, yeah. uh, but I don't get it yeah. go Those are right <laughs> just, and there's no right or wrong way it's just and, and I think that sometimes can help people with their their perception of of that anxiety fail at something that has zero impact on life and yeah. a lot of what we do has zero impact on the long term do you remember you know if you're far away from university, do you yeah, remember yeah. the anxiety from exams? Nope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember walking down and being herded into like exam rooms yeah. and making cow sounds, but beyond that. But beyond <laughs> that yeah, no, yeah. Dan, did you have somebody who who said something to you when you were younger? Yeah, did yeah. You? I definitely remember. I definitely remember. That um, was the conversation. Where you yeah, those, those things I was talking about earlier. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember. Um, I found overnight camping very late in the career, but I remember someone sitting with a large group was saying, yeah, and this, and, and this is the impact we have on children overall, and me being really inspired by that, saying yeah. that's the type of impact I want to leave on people. Yeah. I remember when I was like 21 and not knowing what I wanted to do, and I was working in advertising, I liked it, but I didn't love it, and someone saying, you know, you're actually, you're really good at this, you should really consider this as a, as a job, like as a career, yeah. like post-college. Yeah. Um, and just those continued conversations. I think um, there's an aspect of critical mentoring that needs to happen. Um, you know, you need to find that mentor. Hopefully, it's your supervisor. If it's yeah. not figuring out another avenue for a person, um, and someone's going to push you, someone's going to challenge you, someone's going to be there to not uh, be the pillow for when you fail, but to be the one to be like, "Yeah, you failed. Yeah. Get back up." Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like yeah. Um, I think those that finding that person in life, um, whether it's a spouse or it's someone in camp, is is important. Yeah. yeah. 
And I think there's a ton of opportunity in the camp world in general for a, almost a form, a more formal mentoring system. Yeah. Uh, people putting up their hands and say, I'm willing to be a mentor to somebody. Like I've done it as part of the master's program I did it one year. Yeah. Um, it was pretty academic, but I think you could, you know, make it more career related if it was a little more somebody you could check in with and had some sort of a program. So. I attended so somebody a, take that idea and run with it. Yeah, I attended a session at uh, the nonprofit ACA nonprofit camp conference uh, last week, and it was from the Newark Mentoring uh, Society. And yeah. basically, they talked. There's a they just said go to Amazon, look up a book on critical mentoring, like that mm-hmm. phrase, and you'll find um, something to do that. And I think I take a lot of um, a lot of benefit from mentoring people. As well. Yes, of course. Uh, I think I grow as much as mentoring people as, mm-hmm. as they do. Right. Mentoring, so. um, I don't remember his name, uh, but he wrote the Two Minute Manager. It's an old like, oh, 80s yes. management yeah, yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. Um, he just wrote a book about finding a mentor. Yeah. Just came out. I heard him interviewed a little while ago on a podcast. Yeah. Um, on, like, on, a, on a Tuesday afternoon in the summer, what can you do to push someone? To push someone for beyond like that day? Yeah. But, I mean, into a long-term thinking. Well, I think the, the phrase that comes to my mind is this phrase of discernment, which is a term the church uses mm-hmm. to discern what God's call is in your life. Mm-hmm. Now, some churches and, or denominations have co-opted that to mean, like, should I become a minister or not? But yeah. the term is not religious in the sense. It is a where should I be in my life? And so I think camp offers any youth or camper the ability to discern what they love, what they're passionate about. So if they're passionate about kids and want to work in a very structured format, potentially teaching is where they want to go. Mm-hmm. Or if they, if they love the young kids, if they get super excited at primary camp, then potentially it's early childhood education versus teaching overall. And I think that you can do that in the summer just by noticing and recognizing the positives in people. Um, I often, and I'm horrible at this, I come to camp and I notice what's missing, what's wrong, right. because right. That's, that's what I do. Yeah. I make the assumption that somebody else is telling them what's right. Mm. That might, might or might not always be the case. Yeah. But right, the idea that on a Tuesday afternoon, if you see someone who's super amazing, you, you'd be like, have you thought about what you're going to, you know, what are you going to school for? And, yeah. and how, does, how do kids fit into that? Because you're super awesome with kids. And as you know, a little phrase like that goes a long way. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, and you can also help the camping world yeah. by talking to some people, being like, "Hey, next summer when you come back, you know, do you, maybe the kitchen would be super awesome for you next summer. Yeah. Um, you know, where you still get to hang with kids, but you might not feel the stress of you know being in charge of those kids mm-hmm. and and helping those people discern where their where yeah. their career path might lead as well." Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm just gonna, I, um, I think uh, one of the best things that we ingrain into what camp is is leadership, right? And you need leadership anywhere in life. And I've, I've mentored people that are not in camping today and were never on the camping path. And I've mentored people that are in camping today. And it, it all goes back to leadership. And I think a successful camp culture will cultivate leadership at 8, 9, 10, not yes. you know, like yes, 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 yes. Yeah. yeah, I think if we say, oh, now you're CIT, now I'm going to talk to you about it, Yeah. we've really missed a lot no, of opportunity. Right. Um, well, and that's even more like on Monday, was that whatever, day, Tuesday night, we had mm-hmm. a board meeting and I'm sitting in the restaurant writing, reading people's, you know, planning your future at Pierce Williams, little yeah. booklets. Yeah. And what they're getting in that 45 minute session with me is you're seeing people put down, I need to go above and beyond. I need to do whatever needs yeah, to be yeah. done. And when you're hearing that in a grade nine or a, sorry, an age nine kid. Yeah. yeah 
who's like five years away from being a CIT, what I think to myself is, man, if, if we can ingrain that in their heads now, they'll be so much better off for everybody who they work with and work for. Yeah. So um, I, I don't think you can start too early. I think on, on a Tuesday in the off season, so Tuesday in November, yeah. what you can do with people is really just let them in. Yes. Bit, let them into the culture and let them into the workings of camp and, and giving them some ownership. Be like, hey, you know what? Wide games, we did a lot of really good ones last year. I want you to make a new one. Right. And I, I don't, this is definitely not my idea, but I remember hearing about a camp, they decided to, to play all new wide games. Um, and they paid their staff to come up with new wide games. Yes. It was like a buck a game or something like that. Yeah, Five yeah. bucks if they played it during the summer yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. But then they never played the same wide game all summer. Right. And those staff members, you know, yeah. if you can put a feedback process into that and give them some of that ownership, yeah. or like, like, hey, find some new graces or like look up anything, just gives them that ownership over that. And I've seen that happen where like, Someone will they they will glow yes. while the kids are playing that game, or they'll yeah. take ownership and it'll yeah. be the best game ever because it's not you explain or your program director explaining capture the flag for the sixth time <laughs> yeah. because it's or it's, this yeah. this this today's fair variation on yeah yeah, the flag. yeah 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 uh, counselor hunt yeah. let's do that again <laughs> <laughs> right. But back, back on the topic of those like small conversations, yeah, yeah. For one of my favorite things to do, like it forces me out of the office when I'm, yeah. when I'm in like full scheduling for next week or scheduling mode, is literally just walking out and pulling somebody in and just pulling them aside and talking to yeah. them in that moment. Because first of all, it reminds me sometimes that I can come across as scary and I need to smile more just from yeah. around. You're on that pedestal. But, yeah, 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 but to pull someone in and just be like, hey, can no, I talk no, to you for a second? And you can see them nervous and he's yeah. like, I just, yeah. I want to tell you you're great. Yeah. And you're awesome, and just keep doing yeah, what you're doing. And I really appreciate yes. the work that you're doing. And they're just like, "Is that it? Oh yeah. Oh okay. That's great." And <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not doing it to have an impact on them, but that showing of gratitude will also, I, I believe, it affects your camp culture too. Yes, 100%. Um, because I, I'd like to think that that think that that staff member is passed that love on to someone else. Right. And in the off season, it, it can be as simple as, you know, two different staff, two different staff from last summer a week, send them a quick email. Yes. Yeah. Right. Just touch base with them to be like, how is life? It has nothing to do with camp. It just has to do with them knowing you care, or in my case, faking that you care. Excuse me. So <laughs> yeah. we're all good. Yeah. 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 And it's funny. It's like it's almost counter culture, right? Like we, uh, so little of that interactions happen on a day to day basis. Yeah. In someone's life that really stands out. Mm -hmm. both of them. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, any final thoughts or things that you would add in? No, I would just say, well, yes. I love what you always say. That. I know. No, but I'm going to say something yeah, yeah. anyway. Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, my final thought is that this happens. It goes in cycles. So when I'm a young camp director in the late 90s and I get into camping and I realize this is something I can do, what happens is young people notice others. And we start to learn from them even if we don't ask them things. We watch, right? If, if you're a camping professional and you always see the same young person in your session at conferences when you lead a session, you, you need to, right, even in that setting, reaching out and introducing yourself to somebody who's <coughs> the quietest person in the room afterwards mm -hmm. makes, can make a huge difference in, in somebody's life. And, and I think that um, it's, it's very cyclical in that we want to, we need to keep growing. We need to, Dan used earlier today a phrase, we need to put legs under camping. Right, so that yeah. we're not all starting from scratch and then working our way up, and then the new person starts, and 
right? Can we can we set that new person a bit higher so that they can reach yes. higher and attain more than we did? Yeah, that's great, and that and that mentality is um, is a really pleasant difference from what some of us as, as pros would have experienced, which is more like hazing. Like I had to figure it out on my own, so you had to figure it out on your own. Yeah. But if we're if we're thinking about long term impact yeah. of camping on yeah. staff, then we're like, this is the level you have to start at. You're starting at my level, and you got to go higher. Yeah. And while I'll help you get to my level um, to go there, so that's great. Thank you. Anything else, Matt? Uh, I would say, as a quick tip, just take your staff to conferences. Yes. Give them, yeah. I think that's a money yeah. well worth it. Because conferences are great. So the example for me is Tri-State. Um, we, as a 19-year-old, I went to Tri-State um, with, with Karen, with the camp that I grew up at. And the, when you're involved in the director being like, hey, I want you to go check out like how to lead uh, yeah. the, be the best games ever. You're going to go to food services. And you have these like 19-year-olds just running around the Atlantic City Conference Center and like absorbing all this knowledge. It's not only good for your organization, but again, it lets them in. It shows yeah. like you're responsible for bringing that knowledge back to camp. And I think that's a huge reason why I grew up in a, a culture of amazing innovation at camp yeah. was because people at 19, I got to go see Michael Brandwine mm. uh, speak and have my mind blown yeah, yeah. as a 19 year old and bring that knowledge back to camp. And even though I'm sure our directors have heard probably a similar talk from Michael Brandwine yep. many times, for me it was fresh and I was able to bring back my perspective on that. So yeah. find money in your budgets to take whether it's the Buckeye Leadership Workshop or whether it's uh, whether it's Tri-State, whether it's any of your ACA, OCA conferences, I don't think you can go wrong with filling up that extra seat. In or Think Camp. Or Think Camp. Yeah. <laughs> what a great conference. <laughs> um, I was just trying to think, I, I think as a whole, uh, you could do this through your work with yeah. collaboration. You know, yeah. I think if you think about the projects that are on the bottom of the shelf that you know you need to get to that you can really make a difference, but when you rank your priorities, they're just you can't get to them. Is collaborating with somebody and project managing with them and teaching them how how to create something through that. I think that is an easy avenue to create dialogue through mentoring as well and to let them run with their passion and then and develop their tools. Um, I think that's an easy way to get somebody to buy in, for lack of better words, as well to your yeah. camp because they've created something as you were talking about. Yeah. I think that. Collaboration is key. Um, you need to do that on any level. You don't yeah. have to be a supervisor to do that. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. And you said something that, that I think would be my final point, or would reinforce the point that I was going to make. That um, it goes back to what what would you take in college, or what in college was helped you. And I have a degree in psychology that I changed to when I decided I wanted to be a camp director, and that that definitely helped me. But you know, I think if if Lots of people go into this business because they like working with kids or they want to teach leaders um, and then they, you know, so I want to do this year round, but then you end up with all of these things that you were never trained, these skills you have to pick up, so bookkeeping, Excel stuff, <laughs> yeah. um, those are important. I Project management, like you just said, yeah. project management yeah. is a great and that, skill. Any job, any mm -hmm. job will yeah. need that. You know. Worth taking a look at that and... Um, yeah, and seeing it's a, it's a good skill. Cool. But so let's then move us on to our tool of the week. Tool of the week. Thank you for watching us or for the first time or listening to this show for the first time. I um, we talk about our tool of the week, which is something that we ask each panelist to bring, a tool that makes them a better camp director. Uh, and I'm going to start first this time. 
My tool is uh, a website called camel, camel, camel.com, C-A-M-E-L, three times, .com. It is a, an alert service that lets you watch Amazon for uh, certain things. You may have your camp wish list on Amazon if you're a nonprofit or not, um, but it lets you set an alert. And then what it does, you find the item that you want, you put it into camel, camel, camel.com. Most items, 90% of them will show you the, the price range in the past 12 months and it'll let you set a price at the bottom of that, that price range, wherever you want, and then you just get an email when that thing comes up in price. So sometimes you get things, um, we're recording this the week before American Thanksgiving, so I'm watching alerts because I know lots of things are gonna drop oh, in yeah. price next year, next week, and so just have those things when Christmas or whatever comes along, Christmas, Thanksgiving, those big things. So camel, camel, camel.com. You can look in the show notes that Matt's gonna do and find a link to that. Do you have a, a tool? I do. I do. It's something that I use in the office every day uh, during the summer, but it's a it's a system actually. I call it the Better Board. Yeah. Um, feel free to use that. There's no trademark. Yeah. Um, but it's so I have three whiteboards, big whiteboards in my office, yeah. and one of those um, is dedicated to what I call the Better Board. And literally, when if I have a conversation with a staff member, if I dream up something like we could do this better, this is something that we could do better. Um, I'll write it on the board or even better if we're talking about mentorship I get them to write it on the yeah, board yeah, yeah. and then the coolest thing is when you have in August once the staff members have seen it they're like I'm just going to put this on the better board and you're like yeah that's yeah, great yeah, because yeah, now yeah. they're thinking about the yeah, future yeah. of camp yeah, yeah, and then yeah. that better board comes out I just type it up as a list every year right. and send it off to our leadership team and be like hey this is what we've talked about during the year what I do we want to move forward on so yeah great. and it's for me, I've been a new camp director two years in a row, yeah. and it's a great way to get in with the staff and show them that you know you want to create a culture of like growing and getting better as camp. You're not being critical of people's ideas. Yeah. I wouldn't be like that. Your idea sucked. Put, let's, <laughs> I'm going to put it on the board. But but when you if you can engage them in that conversation, yeah. Yeah. then it goes. It's a physical thing, and they know that you're thinking of this and you're you're wanting to make camp better. And it because as a new director, you always are. Yeah. But it helps people move from the skepticism to the, oh, this person's invested in this new place. Awesome. So, yeah. Good. Better board. The better Love board. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so since I'm here in Toronto, I'm going to talk about unplugging at camp yes. um, uh, tonight. So uh, I figured a, a great book for every camp director is called Bored and Brilliant. So um, the author um, is particularly actually writes in, in the second chapter about how summer camp is a great place to unplug yeah. and, and oh, to great. detox. Yeah. I'm specifically referencing summer camp. But just the, uh, the studies they reference in there, the, um, the verbiage is, is all good things when you're talking to families about why you want to leave the device at home. So, right. Yeah. I Excellent. Recommend. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. And Wolverine as well, too. Yeah. Good. So. Who's the author? I Sorry. will butcher the name. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, she also has a podcast called Note to Self. Oh, okay. Well too. Yeah. Okay, great. So, yeah. Oh, Manoush Samarodi. Yes, there you go. Manoush Samarodi. I, I don't butcher Samarodi. the name. Thank you. Uh, yeah. It's a New York. She's a journalist. Yeah, WNYC journalist. Note to Self is a great podcast. Great podcast. And, and yes. Note to Self is all about the intersection of technology and, and humans. Um, oh, cool. And, and basically the effects of each other. That sounds really yeah. good. But it's, a, it's a great It's a great read. If I had a daughter, I might name her Manoush. Yeah. You do have Yeah, I do. I've already named her. Oh, okay. Thank you for asking. My tool of the week yeah. is, uh, <laughs> is PhotoScan, which is a Google app. Yes. Um, so I was going to come with a, a Fujitsu ScanSnap scanner, but yeah, I'm yeah. sure I've used that before as a <laughs> tool of the week. Um, I was, Google last year released this PhotoScan app, which is for your phone. And so oftentimes, if you're trying to take a picture of a physical picture, 
there's glare on it, there's whatnot, and PhotoScan, uh, when it opens up, it gets rid of all that glare, um, and you, you, you just, right, you put the, the picture on the table, and then you, you move it around, fill the dots in, and it literally looks like a picture that oh, you've awesome. taken with your phone. So as someone who has a lot of photo albums yeah, yeah. Um, that are physical, um, PhotoScan is an easy way with your phone to burn through a bunch. And for like a throwback Thursday, yeah. like I did maybe 200 photos in you know half an hour. And I was like, man, these are a ton of my camp, like CIT and yeah. first year counselor in the late 80s. Early, and I was like, nobody knows these photos. Is, is that exist. where the picture of you and the Mohawk came from? Yeah. That's the summer. That's picture. 1990. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't that awesome? That's a great picture. Yeah. You're like, what? Joe had hair. <laughs> Stop it. I need to find my grade 13 high school photo because yeah. I had like full hair, yeah. long hair, like down to, down to my neck. Right. Yeah. Uh, nice. Bleach blonde because it yeah. took me three years to grow it out. <laughs> like, my hair grows really slow. I'm just waiting for it to come back. So, <laughs> PhotoScan by Google is uh, what I would recommend. But okay. also, also, what a great app to give to a young person if they live close to camp. They want to come in and volunteer yeah, for a yeah. day. Yeah. They get to more. see those photos, and you can share the stories behind. Yes, them. Yeah, so. yes, 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 brilliant. Yeah, yeah, really good idea. Awesome. Good. Well, I want to thank everybody for being listeners of the show. If you're a listener, uh, for watching it on YouTube. If you're doing that. Um, and we're really grateful to get to do this for you. It's uh, nice to have everyone in the same room. I'm sorry Gab can't be here. She's at the Quebec Camp Conference this week. No Montreal bagels here. That's right. Um, but thank you very much for, for being a part of this. We're grateful to have you here. And thanks to the, the three of you. Awesome. And this is yeah. my first time meeting Dan in person. That's yeah. true. We've been talking <laughs> so, over Skype for a decade. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Decade. Yeah. A decade. That's <laughs> a decade. hard to believe. Yeah. A decade. Bizarre. Yeah. Bizarre. Uh, right on. Thanks for the evening, friends. The Camp Hacker Podcast is brought to you by Beth and Travis Allison, summer camp leadership training and marketing consultants. Thanks for listening. Camp Hacker, bringing your world into focus.